Do you like podcasts? I do. And we know you do too, because you're listening to one right now. I'm Paige. I'm Natalie. And we're the hosts of The Murder Diaries. Give us a listen every Tuesday where we cover the stories of missing persons. And on Thursdays, we share two true crime stories. Anywhere you listen to podcasts or check us out on Instagram at The Murder Diaries Pod. And until then, better safe than dead. Bye. Bye. Headphones are in. It incense is burning. It is recording. <laughs> Look at this what I bought today, right? It's a, it's incense, it's like licorice, but it's like black. Look at it. Oh my god, that's disgusting. It's fucking cool. I hate licorice. It's like um humbugs, that's what it smells like. And my granddad used to eat them all the time. My nan did too, and I absolutely despised them. I don't mind them. Well, uh, hello and welcome to the Incense Podcast with Holly and Amy. That sounds so <laughs> nice in the mic. How about now? <laughs> this is an ASMR podcast. An ASMR true crime podcast. <laughs> Hi! Welcome back to an extra episode that we promised for last Friday and here we are. <laughs> I, I think people just need to understand that well, no, that sounds very confrontational. I mean, we just we just do everything late, or we we do something and we hate it. We're like perfectionists who are also lazy. Yeah. So that's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. And we're both back at uni. Yep, I've had my first week this week. It's been really, really good. Yeah, and mine's been stressful. I've had nine a.m.s. Like what? kind of time is that i'm a nine till five on both my days i'm only in two days a week though you're in two days i have to go in oh no i think it's only three days a week <laughs> but still the thing is though like i've gone from doing i've got a lot i've done the law degree and now i'm actually doing what i actually want to do so it's kind yeah. of like i'm really excited about it because i've gone from doing something that's like oh, i've just got to finish it to like yeah, yeah. now you're enjoying the uni work yeah I know, it's weird when it gets to that. That's like me on this course. <laughs> like, learning about shit I like. Like, I had a, I have, I had a module today and it's called Natural Hazards and it's all about volcanoes and tsunamis and shit. And you've just been to one. And I've just been to a volcano, yeah. Yeah, so a volcano, like, not a tsunami. Not, no. <laughs> <laughs> also, did you know the, the film The Impossible with Ewan McGregor has Tom Holland as one of his kids? No, no, I found out today. Me I'm going to rewatch that because I love that film. Yeah, me and Josh were talking about it today and he goes, you do realise Tom Holland's in that film? And I was like, no, he's not. Why are you being dumb? That's not the same film. And then he Googled it and showed me the cast and I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Madness. Should we... Oh, I just bought five avocados for two pounds. I just told you this before, but I also wanted to be like, my whole uni has this new thing where they sell re re like refillable pasta all, all these spices Ooh. like all these like food markets and stuff and what, like, like zero waste so you take, zero your waste, yeah, you take your own stuff oh and like we just bought one for the house so it's like a washing up liquid the eco thingy one and they have it in one of their tubes so you just we're gonna just go back and refill it oh that's well cool yeah so it's really fun I, I keep looking for zero waste shops by me but the closest one's like an hour away and that's not really? worth the petrol yeah i'm gonna um start making my own you know um cotton wool pads i basically just took a load of things out of old bikinis you know the inserts and then you yeah. can wrap them in like an old t-shirt and sew around them and then they're like reusable pads that you can wash in the washing machine in a bag 
oh, to yeah. take off your makeup and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've got some of them. Yeah. So that's fun. I just did a little dance. I always forget people can't see us. Yeah. Well, if we get to uh, a thousand followers on everything, or a hundred subscribers, or a hundred followers on Spotify, then you'll be yeah. able to see us all and Amy's dances constantly. Yeah. Co- maybe not constantly. I'm not sure anyone would want to see me dance constantly. But <laughs> here we are. Okay. This is a special episode. Yes. This is an episode I've wanted to do because probably about a couple of months ago now, I watched this YouTuber called Stephanie Harlow. Um, she's American. She does true crime. Um, like episodes and mm. she's really really good like she's definitely she knows what she's talking about and she does it all really well anyway she did a she did like a two-part series of Alyssa Turney yeah and this is where I kind of learned about it and kind of got the ball rolling so she did a two-part series on Alyssa Turney with Sarah Turney she interviewed her Was in it? this I think I've seen someone else do this as well yeah uh, there's someone in it called Kendall Ray oh um yeah that's and I've seen her podcast with the her sister on it as well yeah so it kind of just like sparked it for me because I have a sister who is quite close in age as well and like I couldn't imagine something like this happening so basically we've spoke about in past episodes and stuff there's a petition going around at the minute for the White House and it needs a hundred thousand signatures in 30 days for the White House to act upon the petition we have this pinned on our Twitter account and just kind of want to draw attention to it because even though it's an American case, uh, yeah, like doesn't mean you can't make a difference here. Yeah, there's so many people in the UK, and plus everyone, not everyone that listens to this is from the UK. Like, hi Austria, we yeah. have people from Austria listening, like more than one, and Canada and the United States. So, so there's ten thousand signatures on it so far, and it was created on the twenty fourth of September. Okay, so about a week ago. Yeah. I think today we're just going to, like, go through the case, give you some information on it, talk about what's happened since. Yeah, and because in in these petition boxes there's only so much you can write for the reason yeah. why, so yeah. if we go into it in detail you'll understand what where Sarah's coming from with this. Yeah. And it is Sarah that's the front, like, the front woman in it, she's mm-hmm. the one that's running it. Yeah, like, this is her full, basically her full-time job now. So, I've listened, I've obviously watched the Stephanie Harlow two-part series again, and Kendall Ray, who also had Sarah on her YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Alyssa was born on the 23rd of April 1984 to Barbara and Stephen Strand. Alyssa was Barbara's second child to Stephen, but they soon split and Barbara married Michael Turney when Alyssa was three years old. Mm-hmm. So Michael had three sons from one marriage, and he also had a daughter from another marriage, but he never admitted that she was actually his. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just thought yeah. there was the two girls. No, and she there was three sons. Them. Oh, no, yeah, the three sons. They left when she was quite young, didn't they? Yeah, So, but they all, like, lived together for a bit, so it was kind of like a... Yeah. Big, big like, family. Yeah. Um, and the couple went, then went on to have one child together, and that in 1988, and that was Sarah. Yeah. Barbara was diagnosed with lung cancer and later died, leaving Michael as a single parent to six children. When they lost her, Alyssa was nine and Sarah was four. So Sarah describes Alyssa, and my, uh, like Sarah describes her childhood as quite, um, it's one of those things where you don't really think about it until after the fact that yeah. there was an issue. So she talks a lot about how um, 
Alyssa and Michael would always be screaming at each other like on a regular basis. She was told by Alyssa that she used to get away with everything and Alyssa couldn't, which is such yeah. like an older sister thing to say. The thing is, when I, when I was listening to her on that podcast, she was saying that she also thought her dad was like the coolest dad ever just because he sort of was like, oh, you can stay up till any time, you can skip school on any day, you can eat McDonald's for tea every day, like mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it was different rules, I think, for Alyssa. For Alyssa, yeah. So, um... Alyssa used to constantly say to her, like, I can't go out anywhere or do anything without being followed by, like, Dad. And because mm. he officially adopted them as well. So yeah. he was, that's why they've got the same last name. And, like, um, whereas, Matt, whereas Sarah got away with, like, absolutely everything. Um, Alyssa complained that Michael used to follow her around and stuff. Like, he used to go to her job and yeah, make sure she was weird. there. And, like, there's videos of him, like, videoing her to see if she's at work and stuff it like that. It creeps me out so much with the videoing thing. You know, we were talking about this in um, a previous episode and also in that um, Susan Powell case. Yeah. Being videoed is so weird, especially when it's by, like... A stranger. Or, yeah. Or not even a stranger, like... A close yeah. family member. Being un- I mean, unknown, like, yeah. unknown, fol- unknown videoing, yeah. Yeah. But then Michael was, while this was going on, Michael was also, compl- like, saying that she she can't be trusted to go out and do anything and she's too immature and she's too childish. And then he started telling everyone that she had ADD. So he used to tell, like, um, teachers. He used to tell police... And he told, like, policemen after she went missing, yeah. that missing in air quotes, and, like, reporters and stuff, that she had ADD and, like, she was a problem child and stuff like I that. I think that was also his excuse for following her around and stuff. Yeah, so then, Sarah, but then Sarah also mentions that there was no tests and no classes and like no medication for this. So yeah, she she wasn't di- ever diagnosed with it. I think he just started spreading it around. So he also sued the school, saying that she wasn't getting access to what she needed, and they were like, "Look, she can either be in the normal classes or she can be in the special education classes. Like you've got to choose." And he said to put her in the special education classes. So she then got put on the like short bus as it was called then to which she then obviously kicked back and was like I'm intelligent I don't need this like Mm -hmm. it's nothing to do with I don't have any mental problems and that's when she started rebelling and that's when she became like the problem child yeah she was quite quite old at this like time though I think she was like she was like 16 17 yeah also um should we give some background on their dad so he was like an ex-police officer and in everyone's account like a model citizen like especially um according to sarah because when she talks about him she talks about her childhood only having like really fond memories of him and him like helping neighbors out with like odd jobs and like yeah stuff like this so it was almost like this abuse was only towards Alyssa. yeah and at the time sarah was obviously only young at this point so in her mind Mm. Alyssa was being crazy and wanted to do all these things that like she wasn't allowed to do when actually all she wanted to do is go out for a drink and go out and have fun with her friends and not be followed around by her dad and not have to like mm. check in with her dad every five minutes which is a normal thing for 17 yeah. year olds to want. Yeah. Even the like I know he talks about like oh she would be out doing drugs with her friends but she was like out like babysitting and someone gave her some weed or something. Like, yeah. Everyone smokes weed when they're, like, young. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's, like, a 
she was a problem child but when you're young like how old Sarah was and you hear that your dad's like oh my god Alyssa's been doing drugs you think oh my god my sister's a heroin addict yeah yeah and they'd say that to he'd say that to her as well so Mm. he also used to tell them both that if they drank they'd die and like if she went out for a drink and he used to tell Sarah that like if your sister goes out for a drink she'll fall asleep on her back and she'll throw up and she'll die yeah, and, and like, that was his reason. He used yeah. to hold against, like hold against them the fact that their mother had lung cancer, and be but like, not for both of them because Sarah used yeah. to get in the car after being out with her friends, and she used to go and smoke cigarettes, and she she was like, "There's no way he wouldn't have smelt it on me," but yeah. nothing was said. But Alyssa does one thing, and he's like, "Your mother, your problem died. child, you're yeah, the reason, yeah, you're irresponsible." Yeah, so. There's also, obviously, the contrast as well. So, like, Sarah said, like, her friends were there all the time. She could pretty much do whatever she wanted. But she was also, like, she was young, so she was also jealous of the fact that, um, in her eyes, her dad seemed to care more about Alyssa because they were always together. He always seemed more interested in what she was doing. And, like, obviously, this has got a much darker reason why. Yeah. We want to state now as well, this is all alleged. Yeah. He's innocent until proven guilty in the eyes of the court, the law, but this is all alleged. We're not not saying he did do this, we're not saying he didn't do this, we're just saying it. We're just saying these are the facts. Yeah. That we know. Yeah. Okay. So, on May 17th, 2001, was um, Alyssa Turney's last day of school, and because it was the last day of school, they would have got, like, a half day... But it doesn't, regardless of this, Michael Turney picked her up from school between 10.30 and 11am. Which is very early. Apparently yeah. he did, it was kind of common for him to take them out of school early though. So I don't think anyone would have been like majorly alarmed. Yeah. So before she left, she stopped at her boyfriend's like woodshop class um, saying that her dad was there to pick her up and she would see him later the same night because yeah. she was planning on going to a party. Michael Turney, this this is all, like, what Michael reported to the police afterwards. This Mm -hmm. isn't, like, proven by anything other than Michael's words. Yeah. So, Michael Turney said that when he picked her up, they went out for food and then they went home. And when they got home, that's when him and Alyssa started a conversation about Alyssa's summer plans, which turned into an argument as she wanted more freedom and, like, going about doing her own thing without having to report back to him him all the time, which is, like, a normal thing to do. When I was 17, I just had to... The only thing I had to tell my parents was when I'd be home. Yeah, or where I was staying. Yeah, or where... Like, they... I didn't have to tell them where I was going, but, like, they were like, oh, are you off anywhere now? It's like... Yeah. And I didn't see an issue with it. But, like, I would always just be like, oh, I'll probably be back about this time for tea. Or I'm going to have tea out. Don't worry yeah. about it. I don't and, like, that's like... all I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't definitely. It's weird. Like, I'd always... I was one of those that always, like, rang and checked in and stuff anyway, but, like... Yeah. There was no obligation from them. No. Um, so, there was a 2020 episode that he did. Mm. And on the interview, he said that he had said to her, when you live under my roof, you're going to have to check in with Daddy because Daddy's a nervous wreck when you don't. Daddy. To a... <laughs> that was... <laughs> Daddy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't say that about yourself. So, and also to a 17-year-old. Yeah, weird. If my dad called himself Daddy non-ironically, yeah. I would literally die. just die. kill myself. Die. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, it makes me uncomfortable just reading that out. Yeah. 
And he said that to a 17... Like, I get it for, like... I don't know what it's like in America, though, because they, yeah. it might be like a... Maybe because it's normal, but here we're like, Dad. I don't know, because you watch, like, I don't know how much you can go off American TV shows and stuff, but, like, older, like, high school girls call their dad's daddy. Unironically. Really? Yeah. Ooh, don't. Stop doing that. <laughs> Please, everyone, stop doing that. I don't know. It might be ruined now because of the whole... Daddy passed me the salt and then yeah. my boyfriend reaches for it. The whole, like, Tumblr-esque Twitter oh. back story to it. But I don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. But fair. either way, as a British thing, it's uncomfortable. Sounds very weird. <laughs> yeah. So he said the last time he saw her was storming to her room and he decided to give her some space. Um, he For the went first out. time ever. <laughs> I know. Someone that follows his daughter around when she goes to work, he's like, yeah, I'll just leave the house and leave you here on your own. Like, yeah. really? So he went out and did some shopping. Then he went to pick up his younger daughter, Sarah, who'd been on a school trip that day. So there's a reason why he didn't pick Sarah up as well. Playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Right now. Um, so when the buses dropped Sarah off at school, her dad wasn't there to pick her up. Mm, he was late. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're not doing anything other than shopping, why are you late to pick your kid up? Yeah. Well, because he wasn't shopping. So. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, so according to her, she was really happy about this because she could walk to a friend's house and stay there until her dad came to pick her up and that's why she remembers it. Yeah. Do you hear the birds? Yeah. Sounds kind of nice. <laughs> Close this window. <laughs> it was this day as well that she was smoking cigarettes, wasn't it? Yeah, so she went to her friend's house, smoked some cigarettes, and then came to pick her up. And she can't remember exactly the time he came to pick her up, mm. right? But she said it was before dark, but just about to get dark, so somewhere between 5 and 7pm. Yeah. Right. That's he picked late. Sarah up. Yeah. Latest he picked a litter up, sorry. Yeah, latest he picked a litter up was 11. Mm. To go and get food and then come back, probably latest, we'll say latest, half past one. But that's a long time. Yeah. Just to go get food and come home with your dad. Yeah. It's a long time. So, especially when they had, like, a rocky relationship, which is what it sounds like. Yeah. So, latest he left was probably about two. Mm -hmm. That's still five hours out of the house. Yeah. Unaccounted for. No one didn't. Tesco's for five hours, do you know what I mean? You only get three hours free parking. I mean, you only get two a year. It's not, there's not Tesco's in America. He's probably at like... It's it's like Walmart is, te is America's Tesco. Did he Tesco's. actually go to Walmart? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Someone if like... Someone tell us if you real pe sure. Normal people go there or like... Is that just on YouTube videos? <laughs> I don't know. So... So then he turned to Sarah when she got in the car and said, um, I can't get hold of Alyssa, you need to ring her. Yeah. And gave her his phone, because the only two people in the family that had a phone was Alyssa and her dad. So when they got home, she wasn't there, but they found, like, her school bag basically had been, like, upended in the middle of her room, and there was just yeah. all of her stuff. Which Sarah says is weird, because her room was always really tidy. Yeah. And Sarah found a note on the dresser next to her, next to Alyssa's phone saying, Dad and Sarah, when you dropped me off at school today, I decided I really am going to California. Sarah, Sarah, you said you didn't want me around, and look, you got it, I'm gone. That's why I saved my money. Dad, I took $300 from you, Alyssa. Yeah. So, let's talk about this, because people who run away 
don't leave their phone, don't write a note saying they're taking all of their money and then not take any of their money because she didn't take yeah. any of her money. It didn't get touched. No. I mean, if he, if he was going to try and cover up, you could at least do that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. She So, she didn't take any money out, and she never touched the money that was in her bank account. Mm. At all, either. Yeah. So, so um, apparently, this is all from Sarah now, that Michael immediately went into search mode. He was like, we need to give out flyers. He started, we need to ring, like, round to all our friends to make sure if anyone's seen her. Like, he was in, like, an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. But he didn't call the police until five hours later. Yeah. That night. And he said to them that, hi, like, just wanted to let you know, like, my daughter's run away and she's moved to California to live with her aunt. And, like, that's all he said. Like, it was, there was no panic about it. The police didn't even come to the house that night to take a formal report, mm. which is an error on their their behalf, I think. Yeah, although if you if you think it's a runaway, which yeah, but you still come and double check. Runaway. Yeah, <laughs> like so, it was only like years later that the case was actually open, and like Sarah wasn't spoken to until years later and had her DNA taken. Yeah. Michael had handed over the note to the police saying she'd just run away, but nothing else of hers was missing, including her clothes, jewellery and makeup. And the note handwriting analysis matches Alyssa, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is even more fucked up, I think, if yeah. if we're going on the alley that it was him. Because he would have made her write that. Yeah. And it blames her sister. I know. So, um... Alyssa had been saving her money from her job at Jack in the Box. Um, she had like 1800 I think, in her bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was to move away, but that was never touched. Yeah. And there was an aunt in California who was Barbara's sister. I think she was called Lynette. Yeah. Um, but after Barbara's death, like, Michael had basically, like, cut them off. And they were, like, estranged. And it was only after, like, years later they contacted the aunt and she was like, no, she never turned up. Like, I've not seen them in years. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think so, that he'd call if he was that worried do you know what I mean yeah exactly yeah so then um Michael Turney's explanation to the police was enough apparently as there was no investigation um and he was trusted because he was a ex-police officer yeah and like while on one it was what the worst part was I think especially from like Sarah's point of view as well because she saw like both sides was on one hand, he was talking to the family, saying, like, she can't look after herself, she won't be able to make it on her own, like, um, yeah. in, like, complete panic mode. But on the other side, he was talking to the police, like, no, it's fine, like, she's all right. She's yeah. just, like, got mad at me and ran away, and, like, she's a problem child. She's always been a problem child. Yeah. So then, um, like, to the family, he was a concerned father looking for his daughter. But yeah. Sarah also remembers a trip to California to go and look for Alyssa and during this time they were like shopping and doing like fun stuff like they apparently they went into like a shopping mall and like handed out flyers for a bit but like for most of it she doesn't remember anything like that Mm. so this is the weirdest bit well it's not the this is the most incriminating bit I think so seven days after she went missing Michael Turney got a phone call in the middle of the night and he says this is from Alyssa yeah he said he sounded like muffled and like she was holding the receiver away from her mouth and she like basically like 
like swore at him and then hung up. Apparently, she sounded drunk, according to him. Yeah. So, Michael Turney was the helicopter parent. Like, (laughs) he had a recording system on his phone, on, like, the landline, that automatically started recording the minute you picked up the receiver. Like, it was always on and it always constantly recorded when you picked up the receiver. Yeah. So... That night that Alyssa rang, he said it was, like, late at night and it must have malfunctioned or he didn't turn it on. Oops. He has tapes. Sarah was like, he has tapes of me calling Domino's and Pizza Hut and he keeps them, but he doesn't have the night that Alyssa rang. Yeah. So she said, like, the chances of that not being recorded was very slim. Yeah. Um... He also had cameras inside and outside the house because some something had been stolen off of their like front garden and yeah. he installed cameras, which is a normal thing to do. Yeah. I'd not install inside. a camera. No, not inside. Not inside. <laughs> the outside bit. Um Yeah. And when the police asked for it years later, like the the footage for that day. He refused, didn't he? Well no, he said I looked through it and there was nothing of importance on them, so I've recorded over them. Like, not only is that the last known moments of your daughter, yeah, you're a police officer, you were a deputy in the 70s, you know not to get rid of evidence Yeah. in any way. Yeah. So... He was like, oh, don't worry, there was nothing important. Yeah, I and just recorded like, over it, don't worry about it. They were like, okay, no worries. Yeah, they were like, okay, sound. <laughs> like, oh, Michael, that's just what he's like. Like, no. <laughs> so ditzy. Of course you recorded over it. So, there's that. But also, he basically went to court for the um, phone records from the phone company to show that the phone call came through. Now, a phone call did come through that night from California Payphone. But you still can't prove that it was Alyssa. Yeah. It could have been anyone. Mm -hmm. And can we also talk about the fact that he used to film her inside the house through vents so secret cameras yeah purely set up to film Alyssa and her and her boyfriend yep so they were like hidden around the house and in the vents and stuff and he denied using this to spy on his children but he when he filmed Alyssa making out with her boyfriend like he'd shown this to Sarah and been like oh my god look at this like which to be fair I mean it's not normal for them, he put cameras up, like, my dad would never put cameras up around the house and stuff, but, like, yeah. he would always tease me and stuff about stuff when I had, like, boyfriends when I was, like, younger and stuff. Yeah, time. everyone does, like, oh, is that your boyfriend? They don't yeah. film it and show no. people it. Yeah, see, that's a weird bit. So, yeah. Um, but after Alyssa went missing as well, um, Sarah basically said, like, Alyssa's not here anymore, like, you would put the cameras up to watch her because she was the problem child, and that's and why he put them up. Them and he took them all down. Yeah. So, clearly it was just for Alyssa. Yeah. So, the week before Alyssa went missing, Michael Turney rang Child Services and said, if my daughter Alyssa rings you to tell you that I've been molesting her, just ignore it. She wants a car and she's mad at me because I said no. Yeah. And they were like, okay, thanks for letting us know. Is this Alyssa Turney case the one where the guy who was in their house, like, found a tape 
and it was like of yeah that's the next thing that I was sorry go for it go for it because this is the weirdest part I think okay so um which is so it's weird that this comp this phone call was made anyway but also like the shady behavior started coming out as like her boyfriend and even her teachers said that she had like mentioned being sexually abused by her father at like a younger age yeah so Mike Turney had a nephew called David and he was staying at the house like he lived with them mm-hmm. and he put on a like a just a tape like a VHS tape and it was had the title Dr. Doolittle on it yeah so on this tape there were just two girls like just in shorts just sitting there while they were being filmed like the faces were covered with newspaper like on the camera lens so you can't yeah. see anything like who they are but he believed that this is Alyssa yeah he said that they were just sat there and it looked like they'd were like passed out or like drugged or something like they weren't just yeah yeah, they weren't like sat up yeah they weren't sat up they were just literally like slouched in a corner who sleeps like that yeah (laughs) so david was so concerned by this and like mike was in the room while this was on on the tv and he just didn't say anything yeah and then david was so concerned by this that he packed everything and left that night obviously this can't be proved this tape doesn't exist anymore and Mike obviously says that that's not the case and David was a drunk and he kicked him out of the house. Yeah, that's always everyone else's issue. Yeah, obviously. So, nothing happens for years. So this is, in 2001 she goes missing. It was, in 2006, Mike got a phone call from Detective Murphy who said there's a convict in a Florida prison nicknamed Psycho, right? And he had confessed to murdering Alyssa. Um, he was already sentenced to life in prison for killing a young woman, and he. But while he was in there, he confessed to killing multiple women, uh, like about twenty-one people. He said he killed. Right. These are the issues. He said he killed J.C. Lee Dugard, who was that girl that was found in that back in in that back garden. Mm. So she's not dead. So he's basically just like I want all of the attention. Yeah, he's he's admitting to stuff. Like, he said J.C. Lee Dugard went missing for, like, 20 years, I think it was. Mm. And so she was a missing person. But she wasn't dead. So he couldn't have killed her. And she's been found out. So he admitted to killing J.C. Lee Dugard, who isn't dead. So mm-hmm. he was unreliable. The FBI did do an interview with him. And he was able to identify Alyssa out of the lineup and photos. Which, again, it can Everyone's happen because... Ever, at, at that time, though, when... It- case becomes like well known in the media everyone's seen the face yeah and obviously if he's using the name he knows what she looks like so i I still don't think yeah i think picking people out of the lineup is also so dumb like yeah i think it's one of the worst like police tactics or whatever you want to use as evidence ever yeah using it as evidence but using it to cement something when you've got something else is fine yeah but using it as evidence is stupid yeah so, the FBI basically said, like, look, we know you're lying, but they also launched a proper investigation into her missing mm. person's case because they realised, actually, she was reported missing and nothing's been done. Yeah. So, this is when the police found out about the cameras and stuff, so that's when they asked him about whether, whether they had the footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to believe that Alyssa had left on her own that night because she was literally going to a party that night. Um, investigators wanted to look at the Turney house and they basically, they spoke to Mike, Michael, 
as he came to the mailbox and they found two guns on him, seven rounds of ammunition, like magazines of <laughs> ammunition, and a knife to go to his mailbox. You've got to be safe, you know. So they arrested right to him. Bear arms. <laughs> well, they arrested him. They were like, mm, this is overkill. So <laughs> they went into his house and they found 19 guns and 26 pipe bombs. So, they also found documents which had been drawn up by him, and, like, the contract... It was a contract for Alyssa that said that she had never been sexually assaulted by him. And she signed it. The fuck? What parent needs to make a contract like that unless something has happened? Yeah. Allegedly, in my opinion. I just don't understand it. Like, you don't need to make documents like that unless there's something you're trying to hide. So, they also found a 96-page, like, document. I can't remember what they're called. Manifesto. That's it. Basically saying, like, he basically laid out what he thought had happened to Alyssa. It's basically the OJ book again. Well, no, it's not. It's quite not quite. So he was an electrician in the eighties after he left the police force, yeah. and he did work on like a union building, yeah, and like a union hall, and that he said that they wanted revenge on him for whatever reason, yeah, and to get revenge on him, they kidnapped and killed Alyssa, and in the document he said that they had taken her and dumped her body two hundred miles away, which is quite precise, I think, yeah, <laughs> and. He was planning an attack on the Union Hall, and they, the authorities believe he was just days away from the attack when they found, when they decided oh, to go into the house. God. Yeah. So when they interviewed him at the station, he said he never planned to attack the Union, and the only things he had in the house were essentially like fireworks. Mm. To to trained professionals, he said, "Oh no, those pipe bombs in there? No, fireworks. no, they're just there to make noise. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." And they were like, mm, "We know you're lying." Um. And he said that he was actually planning on going to the Union and killing himself to raise awareness for Alyssa's case. So he he went to prison for this. I don't don't know for how long. Not long enough because he's out now. So um, Sarah at one point was... So at the point he went into prison, Sarah still and all of the family still actively believed that he was innocent. She tried everything to get her father out of prison and was like actively advocating for him, saying there's no way he could have hurt or harmed Alyssa. Yeah. So now this is not the case. Like over the time, she's realised things don't add up, and when she starts asking questions about the things that don't add up, he like taunts her and like laughs at her about it. Yeah. So this is like the worst bit, I think. So, um, when she asked him, because he's basically nearly finished his probation now, so he's about to be completely a free man again. Yeah. Um, when she asked him if he did this and why he did that, like, why did you hurt Alyssa, he laughed and said, I'll confess on my deathbed. Which is basically a confession. Yeah, that's basically like, yeah, I did it, but I'm not going to tell you until I'm dying. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if, if someone said to me, did you kill this person, I'd be like, no. Yeah. No, I didn't do anything. Why would you say that? Why would you be like, oh, I'll tell you when I'm dying? Mm, I've got nothing to tell. So, this is like... So, Sarah basically then summed up... At the end of Kendall Ray's video, Sarah summed up what she thought had happened. Mm -hmm. And she says um, that she thinks her father took Alyssa out to the middle of the desert and tried to sexually assault her, but this time she fought back and said she was going to tell someone and he snapped. So, he was in law enforcement... 
Chapman, he was familiar to the desert and he knew what to do. Um, she think he buried her relatively close and then came home, washed up and then went to pick Sarah up. Um, she says that she was the first one to find the note, to find the phone and the first one to go into Alyssa's room. And then he called the police five hours later. Wouldn't you run ahead if your child to your child's room and look for them? Wouldn't you? You wouldn't nonchalantly call the police and tell them that your child has run away, but it's fine because you know where they are. That's not how you report your missing child if you intend for, for people to look for them. Um, Sarah believes that this will still go to trial, as the police have basically told Sarah, like if you get media attention, and like a lawyer notices something that maybe no one has noticed before, like and we get enough evidence to take him to trial, it will go to trial. They don't believe. They basically think that if they get they go to trial, they'll find he'll be found guilty. Yeah. Um. So he's just fi- finished his jail sentence and he's about to finish his probation. So this is why this is so important. He's about to be a completely free man with no one checking up on him, and there is multiple things that he has to answer for. Whether he did it or not, he needs to still answer for the fact that whether he killed her or not, there was definitely something else going on yeah. there. So he still needs to answer for that. That contract. It, even if he didn't kill her, but was molesting her, go to jail. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Mm. So they're using the hashtag justice for Alyssa. Mm-hmm. They want as much media attention as they can. Yeah. So we've got the tweet and stuff. If you go to the, if you type in hashtag justice for Alyssa on Twitter, there's you'll find so loads much. of stuff on there. Yeah. You'll find um, Sarah's Twitter account and there's a justice the for Alyssa Twitter account. And the website justice for Alyssa and on the here it's written by Sarah and she's basically like the first thing that comes up is five reasons I know my father killed my sister Alyssa Turney from April 27th, 2019. And there's a list so you can read through it. There's oh, and there's also videos of like incriminating evidence that he was literally hated him, his daughter, Alyssa. Like there's a video where he calls her a stupid moron. Yeah, I've seen that. That's horrible. He literally like bullies her. Like yeah. it's not, it's you just need to you can go and sign the, the petition. It literally takes two seconds. You don't have to sign up to anything. You just got to put your email in, and then it sends you an email, and you just click verify like you don't get any more emails yeah. from them they don't spam you or anything There's if that's what you're worried about video of him you can see him watching her like through like from behind like a thing on that website as well so like while she's at jack in the box the evidence is there yeah yeah the evidence is there and someone just needs to look into it yeah it's really really fucking sad that someone has lost their sister they've missed out on so many things with with their older sister been manipulated and brainwashed by their dad that they thought was so great after losing one parent thinking he's your support system to then find out that he can do something like this allegedly so it's just heartbreaking but go and watch the stephanie harlow youtube videos because that's it's like a two-part series each one's an hour long yeah and it gives like so much more detail in that as well and And it's just one is with sarah turney and there's also a podcast that she does an interview on talking about her childhood and like the case and stuff yeah so we wanted to do this special episode because it's important it's something that we can help with now that people can help with now yeah yeah that's it, that's all I wanted when to we, say. When we post about this, we will include some photos, obviously, and um, link to a, to the petition and a link yeah. to the website, because I think the website's really good. 
yeah. And they need to literally times 10 the amount of votes they've got on there. Yeah. Put, like, signatures they've got on there at the minute. Shout it with your friends. Send it on your group chat. Send it to your mum. Send it Just to your colleagues. Just get everyone to sign it. <laughs> Just get everybody to sign it. It's yeah. not. It doesn't take. It takes two seconds, and you'll be yeah. making such a big difference if this petition goes through. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Go and check out our Twitter and Instagram and stuff because all the links and stuff will be on there for this. Yeah, definitely. We'll link everything down below. We'll share it on all of our things. I might change the link in our bio on Instagram to the petition to as this well. Petition. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll speak to you on Tuesday. Yeah. Bye, guys. Goodbye.